With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for our fabulous guest, our health guru, Beverly Nadler, her extraordinary daughter, Dr. Denise Nadler, a.k.a. Ariana. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, our family, and loyal listeners worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower, with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. I'm excited about today's program. It's called Heroes and Sheroes. And I'm sharing this show with Beverly Nadler. Uh, we're going to let you know who some of our favorite heroes and sheroes are 
although I will say there are many, many more than can be possibly be depicted in one program. It is nice to know that there are so many people who help to make our world a significantly better place. They are our heroes and sheroes. Some people are quite famous, some are not. Some are alive, some are not. Today, with health guru Beverly and myself, we will talk about the contributions of some of these people, and we ask that while you're listening to our choices, you come up with your own. Feel free to call in and let us know what some of yours are. People who change the world aren't always who you expect. They're often housewives, sisters, and ordinary people who believe in a better world. So you might have a picture of these kind of giants that made such a significant difference. And as we talk about them, you may be surprised to learn about some of them. They're just regular folks doing extraordinary things. Beverly, you want to lead off with who would you like to lead off with? Well, I'm going to lead off with a person who is extraordinary. We all know that she's extraordinary, but sometimes we don't know exactly what she's actually done. She is um, she is one of the very, very, very famous. Uh, but I have many, as you said, what we call them ordinary people, but they're extraordinary in the way that they feel about people, about life, their their kindness, their their intense desire to help. And it's a wonderful thing that we live in a world where there are so many of these people. As you said, one show could not cover them all. Twenty shows couldn't cover them all. I've been saving these uh, the things about these people because they fascinated me for so many years, um, just people that were very special. But we're going to lead off with Oprah, who I know is also a favorite of yours. Uh, Oprah is an Aquarian, so what does that mean? It's interesting that the Aquarius is known as the sign of brotherhood, also the sign of uh, innovation. And if there's anyone who believes in brotherhood, who is a humanitarian, who is innovative, it is Oprah. And she was born dirt poor. She suffered sexual abuse as a child for years. When she graduated from high school, her dream was to be the next Barbara Walters, and she has often said that, how much Barbara inspired her. And at 17, she was reading news on the radio. 19, uh, she was an anchorwoman, and at 30, she was doing AM Chicago. Uh, We know now that today, Oprah is the first African-American to make the Forbes billionaire list. And so you can say, well, you know, yeah, she's so lucky. She didn't have a great life, but she decided that she wanted to use her wealth to make a difference, and she has done that. She's inspired millions of people of every race, every religion, every ethnic background. She's a role model for black people. She has entertained so many people, and, you know, entertainment means a lot for our heart, for our soul, and she's introduced many people who would also be considered perhaps heroes because of the way that they have helped people. People like Deepak Chopra, who is a very, very famous author, doctor, a holistic doctor, and millions have literally become healthier because they learned about him on her show, also introduced Dr. Phil, and Dr. Phil is a radio personality, but he works with people, he's a psychiatrist, works with people constantly to help them in their challenges. So not only does she help herself with her inspiring messages and her motivating messages, she's brought other people who have done that. She's also been a political activist, and in the 1900s, she helped to, literally helped because of constantly calling congressmen and senators to draft legislation for sex offenders. She was so active, um, and she still is. There's so much we don't know about her. And we don't know, perhaps, that she's actually been maligned in her own community. 
Um, and this often happens when people are famous and doing good. People look at them and say, oh, yeah, well, that's not much. Or she, you know, she's so rich she can afford that. She wants always to use her, not only her, her money, but also her popularity, um, her influence to make changes. And more recently, she has um, uh, started a foundation in 2007, um, and it's in Africa. You can say, well, there's plenty of people going to need this in America. Very true. But we are a global world now. We are not separated. And the more people that have a better life throughout the world, the less poverty there is, the more wonderful it is for everyone. And so she followed this. And this became her mission before because she would ask, literally ask, how do I use my life? In other words, she recognized she wasn't one of these people who just said, yeah, it's wonderful and all this. She said, how do I use my life? How do I use my money? And she has uh, donated millions and millions of dollars for this mission. She wanted to build a school for girls, and she said, girls like me, in other words, girls that were dirt poor, and by helping them rise, change South Africa and maybe the world. She says the only way you're going to eradicate poverty is to get enough people educated and to get particularly women. And what's so exciting about what she's done is that with her, her school and her foundation, what's happened is that over 90% of these girls go on to college, some of them in the United States. Some of them have already begun contributing to life, becoming researchers, working hand-in-hand with other organizations, and all because Oprah decided she wanted to know how best to use her life. Okay, what I want to say about that, you said she's a role model for her people. She's been my role model. She is a source of inspiration for my show, Joyce Barry and Friends. I fashioned it, got many ideas from her because she wanted to appeal to the masses, not a particular group or segment. So I consider her my hero, my role model. I love Oprah, uh, random acts of kindness. She was the first one I ever heard use that expression. Uh, There's just so much more we could say. But I want to say this, Beverly. Our show today is about heroes and sheroes. So I'm going to ask you to keep it brief on each one and give a few highlights. Other we could have spent the whole hour on Oprah. Uh, so, you know, you have <laughs> your ideas about how you want it done. We should have collaborated and said just a minute or two on each one, and that's it. Uh, like I said, we could have spent an hour on Oprah. I have some. You have so many So I'd like to really use the time to give people a sense of who we've chosen and why and move on. All right, having said that, I'll start with Rosa Parks. She's known as the woman who wouldn't give up her seat. Here we had a very frail woman, tired from a full day's work. She boarded a Montgomery bus on December 1, 1955, and forever became one of the people who changed the world when she refused to obey the driver's order to give up her seat and moved to the back of the bus so a white person could sit there. She refused. She was arrested for civil disobedience. Park's act of defiance and the Montgomery bus boycott that followed are recognized as pivotal moments in the civil rights movement. So with all the heroes of civil rights, I guess she's really one of my very favorites next to Dr. King, because here was this ordinary woman, a housewife, and boarded that bus and history was forever changed. 
Yes, <clears throat> and I do want to say that Oprah was the only one that I did along. Most of them are very short, probably even shorter than what she said about Rosa Parks, uh, just highlights. She was the only one that I chose to do, um, I guess, a, a longer segment on. Okay, but it was the lead-off, and the lead-off always sets the pace, so that's okay. You don't have to defend yourself. Just who would you like to share next? Uh, several people. Uh, their names are Cameron Kasky, Jacqueline Corinne, David Hogg, Emma Gonzalez, and Alex Wind. Those names may not be familiar to you, but these are Parkland, Florida students. The, the students that were at the school that suddenly blazing gun um, was absolutely going through the school and uh, killing a number of people. And um, in fact, my um, my niece was in that school hiding in a closet. So it been uh, very meaningful to me. And these young students, uh, they don't have the kind of lobbyists or big budgets, but they are going out there and helping more and more people to recognize how important it is that we have the kind of gun laws that require safety, that require that people using guns are very careful with what they, that the wrong people don't get guns, and they've gone around the country talking and interviewing, and uh, they want all Lord, law-abiding citizens, and I think having youth go out there to get gun control is something remarkable. Uh, of the many times we talk on and off the air, I never knew that your niece was at that school when that event happened. Uh, feel free to ask your niece if ever she'd like to share about any of that on our show. Uh, she has an open invitation. I am stunned to hear that because you never mentioned it. So uh, an open invitation to your niece. Uh, is she okay now, or is she carrying the scars of that no, no, horrible, fine. horrible day? She's fine. Yeah, okay. she, she's fine. Um, some people, you know, have at, some people respond differently to things. I don't know whether she had any therapy or not, but um, she's fine. I've checked with my brother. It's um, his granddaughter, and um, she, in fact, she's moving on with the desire to become an actress. <laughs> Nothing to do with Parkland, but that's uh, something. And she's actually going to California to study with my uh, my middle daughter, who is an acting coach. Okay, good to know. As I said, she's fine, open invitation. The next one is Todd Beamer and the passengers of Flight 93 who fought back against the 9-11 terrorists when account manager Todd Beamer and the other passengers on United Airlines Flight 93 realized their plane had been seized by terrorists. They were quickly and courageously to reclaim control. Flight 93 crashed in a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, but the passengers' brave resistance galvanized America at its darkest moments since the attack on Pearl Harbor. And my goodness, I'll never forget those stories. I'll never forget those images. But Todd Beamer, just an ordinary person on that flight, uh, galvanized the group. They fought back, and instead of crashing into the Capitol, they crashed into a field, and so many lives were saved as a result of that extraordinary heroism. Wow, that's quite something. Uh, yeah, there's um, ordinary people doing wonderful things, as you said. I've got um, these are ordinary people. A lot of them were ordinary people who were first responders um, at Ground Zero um, at the same that the same time that that happened. Um, and uh, of course, there's first responders, all firemen and, and cops who go into any of these things, whether it's the forest fires, whether it's going into a forest, whether it's going into danger of any kind, these are first responders. Every one of them is a hero. They are extraordinary 
people, even though we think of them as ordinary people, they're beyond that. Um, I'm very familiar with uh, the Ground Zero first responders because they were also, aside from, of course, the the uh, firefighters and, and uh, the cops and uh, people, construction people and all, they were doctors, they were health professionals, and one of them uh, was my ex-husband, who spent nine months on Ground Zero uh, adjusting patients three times a week. When I say patients, these are the people who are working tirelessly there and needed support and needed health support. And he spent, as I said, nine months, three times, three times a week doing this to help the people at Ground Zero. He received citations for it. Unfortunately, his health suffered tremendously, as many of the people who were there, their health suffered tremendously. And yet, to this day, he says, I wish I could have done more. Wow. Don't we all? And it's the people who do so much that come from, I wish I could have done more. I wish I would have thought of something more. Uh, It's the people who do nothing and sit on their B-U-T and B-U-T-T that don't harbor these feelings, unfortunately. So there's so many of you out there that can easily make a difference some way, somehow, somewhere. I urge you to use this show to inspire you to do that. The next one I want to share about is Ryan White. He raised awareness of AIDS. I remember him so very well. He was a teen from Indiana, and he was a hemophiliac who contracted AIDS through a blood transfusion. He passed away at 18 with family and Elton John by his bedside. Through his struggle with the disease, White became the new face of the epidemic, debunking the myth that AIDS afflicted only drug users and the sexually promiscuous. His fight for fair and equal treatment from his public school system helped expose the discrimination faced by AIDS patients and made him one of the people who changed the world. There was so so much fear of contracting AIDS at the time with a kiss, with a touch. People, I remember those days really well. I remember Ryan White really, really well. He was such a brave kid, and uh, you don't contract it that way. And, of course, we've come a long, long way since it first came out, and the fear was uh, over the roof, through the through the roof. So Ryan White is one of my heroes because I did lose several people through AIDS, uh, and it's it was just so scary in those days. It's scary today, but at least we have recognizable cures for it. Maybe not a cure, but ways to put that in remission. Yes, there are, there are ways of putting it into remission, fortunately, and um, it's less of a scare but it still exists, and it's wonderful uh, that you brought up this, his name. I remember him also, um, and I remember the fear because I had a person who worked for me whose husband passed away from AIDS. So then they didn't even know the name of it at the time. I remember when she would come in saying, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with my husband. I don't know what's going on with him, and find out. And he also contracted it. Um, not from sex, and that the, the transfusion. I'm assuming that that has changed now. That you know that that brought awareness to the care, and the carefulness that's necessary when you're giving blood transfusions. Who would you like to share about? Who else? Uh, these three uh, journalists: Ronan Farrow, Jody Cantor, and Megan. <laughs> Well, T-W-O-H-E-Y, and you'd say, well, who are they? Well, then in um, Jody Cantor and Megan Trohe uh, did a New York Times piece, and Ronan Farrow did a New Yorker revelation. And all of this, they literally spelled at the beginning of the end for many things regarding sexual harassment in the workplace, and including... Um, 
Harvey Weinstein, they brought an understanding and a knowledge of something that had been going on for years. It's not like it was a new thing. This was especially part of Hollywood and also part of big corporations where it was just, it's perfectly okay, sexual harassment, and nobody was doing anything about it. People were trying. Some people complained, uh, but nothing much happened. But when their pieces came out, their phenomenal journalistic diligence, their craft and their care, and their ability to cultivate the trust and confidence of their sources have literally transformed our society. And their hard work, their impeccable journalism, changed attitudes, behaviors, conversations, laws, and policies, leading enormous personal and public good. These people demonstrate journalistic power, and they, of course, led to the empowering movements such as Me Too and Time's Up. Very good choice. I want to say that Ronan is Mia Farrell's son. When I heard the name at the beginning and I was following his contributions to journalism, to the women's movement, I didn't make that connection. I finally made it when I heard it in a whole piece about him. So, yes, good choice. Next, I want to talk about Candy Leitner. She was the one who stood up against drunk driving after her 13-year-old daughter was killed by a repeat DWI offender Candy Leitner founded Mothers Against Drunk Driving, M-A-D-D, in her home on March 7, 1980. Before MAD, there were little or no legal consequences for driving while intoxicated. Her organization transformed American attitudes about drunk driving and successfully fought for stricter laws across the country. I lost my cousin because he had gotten in a car uh, with someone from his school. Uh, They were on break and they were in the school and it was a really bad snowy night, a night I'll never forget either because it was my cousin and his family called and said, let us pick you up and we'll take care of you for the weekend. No, no, he said and the next thing that happened, uh, this girl decided she wanted beer. So on this horrible night, she asked everyone if they would take her to the store. She wasn't a license. No, she, uh, she, if they would do the driving. They all said no. So she gets behind the wheel and goes into a pole. Uh, she survived, and he was dead. So that's the call his family got, that is their son was dead on impact. And um, so that's how I know a lot about MAD, because it was very popular then, and, and my cousins had joined that movement. The name Candy Leitner. I sure do remember that. I didn't remember who started it, but thought it was a wonderful thing. You know, it's a wonderful thing when people become so impassioned with a cause and they get laws actually passed. It is not a simple thing, especially if you're not famous, if you're just a, quote, regular person, but you fight for what you believe in. And certainly I'm so sorry to hear about about your cousin, and I can imagine how that impacted not only you but uh, the entire family. So I'm grateful for her. She certainly did something wonderful. I want to talk about some people who don't, you know, you, you never hear of them. Um, they're what we'd call everyday heroes. And one of them is a woman named Lauren Perrier. She's a single mother, a full-time mental health therapist, and the founder of the nonprofit For the Love of Others. And what she does is she collects coupons. She collects coupons in order to buy food she saves between, uh, she gets coupons um, between $250 to $1,000 per grocery trip. And what she uses this, this, these foods for is to serve other people. She actually cooks the food herself. She goes from town to town to, to bring it out, to give it away. And it was, she was... T- This is in 2017 when I found this article. She was on track to serve her 60,000th meal by the time she turned 30. 
and this is just what we could say an ordinary woman, um, but this is an extraordinary thing. She would have neighbors drop off 500 or so newspapers every week to her house and spend her Friday nights going through them with her six-year-old son looking for the various coupons, calling up the different stores, grocery stores, pantries, wherever she was going to be, and find out if they had the food. And then she would actually cook this food, and she would go to homeless places and churches and give this food away. Wow. I'd love to have her on my show. I love people like that. She reminds me of the Secret Santas. I would say that's a great, great category as well. People who want to be anonymous, who just want to contribute. The Secret Santas uh, that go into stores like uh, Walmart uh, in December and ask uh, how many outstanding bills there are on layaway and would pay for all of that. I had heard, and he chose to do it anonymously, but it leaked out uh, that the one who plays Medea, uh, what's his name? Uh, he's very famous. Oh, God, my mind just went blank, and I, he's one of my favorite heroes. Uh, he plays Medea. He's got his own studio. He's one of Oprah's best friends. Uh, and he went in and paid a layaway of thousands and thousands of dollars anonymously. So when people went in to pay their next payment to get the Christmas presents, <laughs> it was already totally paid for. Uh, so that is the kind of hero I love because it's never about fame and recognition. It's about uh, making a difference. So please definitely. That reminds me Tyler of, um, Perry. It just came to me, Tyler Perry. I mean, yeah, I was Medea trying to think of his name also, and I'm saying, oh, because I, I, I had seen a commercial for because he's um, ending uh, Medea, you know, her, the, the yes. life of Medea. And, and I love Medea. I watch every single one of them. <laughs> every one of yeah, them. It's his alter ego. And he mastered it. Tyler Perry, a.k.a. Medea. Like your daughter is Dr. Nadla, a.k.a. Ariana, uh, uh, with a voice of an angel. So it's Tyler Perry. Right. Well, that reminds me when you talk about the Secret Santa. It's not exactly the same thing, but here's a waitress in Greenville, North Carolina, that was given a $10,000 tip. $10,000, and uh, apparently the person who does this, and I don't know his name, is the courtesy of YouTube prankster Mr. Beast, who's famous for similar charitable deeds. I have no idea who that person is. Um, I actually was going to just talk about the fact that she, the waitress, instead of just keeping this $10,000, insisted upon dividing the cash among her co-workers. I wanted to be fair because I didn't do anything to deserve that money. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. And there's two other youngsters, not quite as extraordinary, but quite something, uh, that work at cashiers, and they do something that is one of your favorite sayings. They call it pay it forward, two young cashiers, and one of them, um, in, in a Walmart store, uh, cashier is 19 years old. Somebody, I don't know why he did this, but he picked up an entire $110 grocery tab. He felt in my heart that I needed to do it, he said. I don't know what, you know, the situation, but this is a person, what do they work for? You know, a couple of bucks an hour, basically. And yet he felt the need to do that. And a few days later, another cashier in a supermarket in Texas, 20-year-old, he picked up the leftover balance for a woman who couldn't pay in full because he said she helped the person in front of her. And her act of kindness inspired me. That's like the butterfly effect uh, where it's, goes through the universe it's such good karma one does it and they could be in a totally different uh city state country and it somehow catches on the butterfly effect right uh, you are 
butterfly effect. We're all connected. That's the thing. Everything is connected, and people do. They get that, that sense of something. But that's just delightful. And what we want you to connect to, folks, is listening to our show every day. Uh, because we want to connect you with the world. We want to make a difference in your world, and then you pay it forward. And here in the words of our very wise health guru is why you should be listening. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we ask that you participate with us in having that happen. Simply go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, our homepage for this program. And right under my picture on the upper left, it says Follow. And just by clicking on Follow, you'll know about every show, every guest, every topic. You need not miss any of them because if you cannot join us when we are live at 11 a.m. Eastern, know that every show is archived for your listening pleasure 24-7. You can download it. You can get the link, send them to your friends. You can pass it along, pay it forward, pay it backward. But we do invite you to become one of our from the thousands of loyal listeners to become part of the group. And while you're at it, uh, you can follow me, Joyce Barry, on Facebook and Twitter. You can uh, click on like. We just love our followers wherever they may be, (laughs) Facebook, Twitter. We love you. We welcome you. We appreciate you. And speaking of people that we appreciate, here's our mutual friend, Janice, all the way from Las Vegas. Hi, Janice. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Yes, it is. It's every day I wake up I always say thank God and here's another great day. <laughs> yes. So wanted to make sure I said hello to Beverly and Joyce and listen to your wonderful show and information. Well, I am so excited that you moved I am so excited that you moved. I'm just waiting for you to tell me my room is ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's the weather in wanna... Vegas? What hotel did you want to stay at? <laughs> the ne- the Janice Inn and Country Club. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of ne- next door neighbors that will be more than happy to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good to know. What kind of weather do you have out there? You know, it's interesting. Um, I showed up. And it started to rain, and it started to snow. And this doesn't happen in Las Vegas, so they said it was me they, that I brought it. <laughs> we had snow on move-in day and rain, and it was just been really cold. And that's just not the norm. And it hasn't happened in 10 years that it snowed as much as it did. But How right close now are you to the Vegas Strip? How close are you to that? I'm about 10 miles. Gotcha. I Actually, find that I live, exciting. 
I, I live three miles from Las Vegas Boulevard. So Las Vegas Boulevard is, you know, it runs from one side of town to the other. So I'm really right upon everything. But, you know, if you wanted to get to the heart of the Strip, it would take you about a 10-minute drive. And it's about 45 degrees here in lovely Las Vegas right now. It's just cold. But it's, I never knew it got that cold in Las Vegas. Never knew that they had snow. Wow. Yes. It, and it's not the norm, like I said, but um, it does get severe weather. It has um, lots of wind, lots of cold. When it's when it's winter, it's colder here than it was in where I lived in California. And when it's summer, it is much hotter. <laughs> Watch out. I just want to give a special acknowledgement to Janice. She's a loyal listener, but more than that, she's been with us since day one, way, way back, and she's still with us. So how yeah. about that? Kudos to you, Janice. Thank you. And by the way, we might have we're having a pool built right as we speak, and lots of noise. So I was afraid to oh, I was afraid to have an open mic because <laughs> there could be a lot of noise coming in. So, and that's why I haven't visited yet. I wouldn't think of coming out there without a pool. I know you got to wait to the pool. I'll send pictures. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I've never been a beach person. So thank you, Janice. Okay. Going back to, to Beverly with other heroes and heroes. Uh, but I am excited that you moved because I know the good karma that brings, and it's always a feel-good thing. Okay, Beverly, back to you. Who's your next on your list? Well, first, I just want to acknowledge um, our dear friend and how delighted we are to hear her. Uh, I always enjoy when she comes on, and um, I would say she deserves um, a, an acknowledgement as a very special person who does care about people, who is compassionate, who is kind, not just because she's our friends, but that's the kind of person she is. So thank you again for joining us. Okay. Well, that would so, be a requirement um, to be our um, friend, that she is caring and compassionate. That would be a requirement. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to mention some of the old people and the young people. And the reason I'm doing that is because we tend to think, um, oh, well, you know, you're older, and but what, how much are you going to accomplish? And, you know, life uh, kind of ends and all that. Um, and it's so not true. In 2017, the Nobel Prize honorees, the youngest, and there was only one that was so young, was 68. The others range from 72 to 85, and they won Nobel Prizes for medicine, for economics, for physics, for chemistry. We don't know these names, but these are people who, because of their consistent work towards whatever it is that, that moves them, whether it's, as I said, physics, medicine, chemistry, they want to make the world a better place. And while many of them begin their work much earlier, you know, like in their 50s and some even before, um, they're still at it and, and winning Nobel Prizes in their 70s and 80s. So it's something to think about that those of us um, who think that older people don't accomplish much, they accomplish a tremendous amount. Well, it's interesting because the very next name I was going to share was the youngest person to ever receive the Nobel Peace Prize. She was the very next one, Malala Yousafzai. She fought for better education for women. Born in Pakistan, she learned early on about the importance of education from her father, a teacher at a girls' school. When the Taliban took control of her town in 2008, they prohibited girls from going to school. Yousafzai publicly spoke out against it and was shot on the left side of her head for standing up for what she believed in. After months of recovery and moving to the United Kingdom with her family, she refused to hide in fear, instead using her voice to start the Malala 
Fund, a charity dedicated to ensuring every girl has the opportunity to go to school. At 17, she became the youngest person to ever receive the Nobel Peace Prize. And I just want to say on that note, I have a friend, Len Kane, who was uh, who's a regular on our show, and he was nominated four times four different years for the Peace Prize. <laughs> he never won the prize, but he was the, one of the few that was nominated. And when Yousafze won, he said, God bless her. I'm, I'm thrilled that she won it. I wouldn't want to be shot in the head to get that prize. So that would be the, my next person. And hopefully someday my friend Len Kay will be on that list as well. Wow, what a story. Shot in the head, holy smokes, and 17 to win that. That is quite a story. The the youngest, and I told you about <laughs> some of the oldest. I want to talk about little kids that have made a difference. Just uh, the, the, the thinking of these little kids. Here's, uh, this story comes from a woman who was working, and she was just um, ending her shift at a gift shop, and she was unhappy. Uh, she'd been divorced recently and lonely and thinking that she wasn't good enough to be loved. And she said she longed for a fairy tale ending where I'd be magically rescued. And so she was climbing down from a ladder uh, when she had just done a display at the, at the gift shop. And there was a little boy wearing a red cape holding an action figure. He walked up behind me. And she said, oh, great, that was a thought. This kid is going to mess up my display. But instead, he looked at her and he said, you look sad, the boy declared in a funny, deep voice. I'll protect you, never worry. And he placed a well-loved Superman doll on the shelf and ran off to join his mother as she walked out the door, giving away his, his prize, something that was so important to him because he wanted to make somebody happy. That's a great story as well, really terrific story. Uh, here's one that's beyond extraordinary. Irina Sendler, she freed Jews in Poland. When Nazi Germans invaded Warsaw in 1939, Sendler, a 29-year-old Polish social worker offered frightened Jews food and shelter. She even pretended to be a nurse to get inside the Warsaw Ghetto and working with the underground organization Zagata helped free an estimated 3,000 Jewish children. In 1943, she was arrested and tortured by the Nazis but refused to give up any information about the rescues. I mean, we've heard of so many stories where people took their lives in their own hands um, to save Jews, to help Jews. And my favorite story is the country of Denmark, where when the Jews were forced to wear armbands with the Jewish star, the, all the people of Denmark had Jewish armbands put on their clothes as well, so they didn't know who the Jews were. So Iris Sendler, wow. That is an extraordinary story. At 29, what which, which she risked everything and actually got caught. It reminds me of Anne Frank, who hid in that attic for years. And uh, on a day or two before uh, the country was freed, somebody turned her in. And I'll never forget when I went to Amsterdam, I went to that attic. I was in that attic. They preserved it for tourists. It, it, it's so small. It's, it's the size of a tiny little room where several people lived to hide out and what they had to go through. And finally, when the country was liberated, they were, like, turned in right before that. So Anne Frank would be another hero. Wow, well, uh, that, I didn't know anything. I knew about, about Anne Frank, I knew about Denmark, but I had no idea about this young woman in Poland. Uh, really, truly another hero. Wonderful. I'm gonna, going to mention um, this young, young lady that actually started Tinder, which was a dating app company. She co-founded it, and then she sued it 
for sexual harassment. And the thing is, when she left Tender, she became determined to make sure that women didn't have to go through what many women go through online with uh, men sending really uh, nude pictures and and terrible things that are that are happening to people online. She formed something called Bumble, and the genius of this app is that while both men and women can indicate interest, only women can initiate conversation and drastically reduces the number of the shady come-ons and the unsolicited nude pictures. That is a, a literal minefield for straight women. And she, and she says, her name is Whitney Wolf Hurd, H-E-R-D. She said she, her job is to civilize online dating. And it's really important because so many people have had such uh, really horrible experiences but she's, her success with this Bumble is a wonderful thing, and it's a majority female executive team. And they're one part of a global effort to make the web more responsive to women's safety, security, and enjoyment. Uh, before I sign off on my list, I just want to add two people that are my personal heroes. These are two people that contribute to me in so many extraordinary ways. One is Chap Oscar Smith, and uh, I dedicated something called Winning the Oscar to him, uh, using the O in Oscar, Outstanding, S for Speaker, C for Champion, A for Author, Awful regular on the Joyce Barry and Friends show. Smith, as for safety specialist, we've done several shows on safety in the home. He's a specialist on that. He's a man of faith, a pastor. He's inspiring, talented, and he's my hero. Whenever I have a really special topic where you need to hear a, a voice, uh, that really is inspiring. I go to him. Uh, he was on our show on Tuesday, Red, White, and You. You can make a difference. He never turns down a show. He works it out with his schedule. He's just a, a big part of my life and my show. And the other, Ted Siever, I have to acknowledge him. He's put my original poems to music. He's posted them on YouTube. Anyone knows me knows that I'm technically challenged. So he's my go-to guy. He's an expert of the foremost authority on Napoleon Hill. He's the author of about 20 books. And um, one of my favorites is Quantum Success Secrets. Uh, he's just an amazing person. I feel very privileged to have him in my life. And, yes, there's many others that make a difference. Certainly our uh, co-guest today, Beverly Nadler, does make a difference as well. Uh, but the other two that I mentioned, the two gentlemen, they're just always there in a different way. Beverly's there as one of my best friends. Another shout-out would be to Peter Marks, our resident psychic astrologer. He's always there to answer questions, give advice, and he will be interviewed live on our show tomorrow it's our second interview but it'll be fascinating i promise you uh what you want to know about being a psychic how can you tell if uh if that's your calling or how do you know when uh people that have passed are trying to connect with you so i just wanted to give a special shout out to those beverly do you have any personal people you want to acknowledge as we're starting to wrap up here um, not, not really. I mean, not that I would call heroes, but certainly important people in my, you're an important person in my life. Um, and you have a show that makes a huge difference for so many people and a huge difference for me because it gives me an opportunity to continue speaking and teaching and having a reason to continue speaking and teaching because I cover the many, many different subjects. So, and I agree with you on the people that you chose. I actually wanted to end, if um, that's okay with you, just a few of the what we call wealthy entertainers, celebrities, and the things that they're doing so you can get a sense 
that they're not just, you know, rich, haughty people, but that they have a great deal of philanthropic causes. So let me take a moment to do that. I'm not spending a great deal of time on any of them. And um, with time, I could end with my poem, uh, as we frequently do. So there's Gary Sinise, actor. Um, he treats families uh, to a special holiday, Gold Star families, those who have lost a loved one in military service. And during the holidays last year, he brought 1,700 Gold Star families to a four-day stay at the Walt Disney World. It's part of his Snowball Express program, which is a partnership between his foundation Disney and American Airlines. And he said, we want to provide a healing opportunity by bringing them all together. If we recall, Garrison East played Dan Taylor in Forrest Gump. And uh, this is one of, one of the many things that he does with his charity, is very personal, bringing these people to have a wonderful vacation. And then there's Prince Harry. You know, just got married to uh, Meghan Markle, and he is very much a philanthropist. Um, and he started something called the Invictus Games, and these uh, give the the injured armed service personnel and veterans uh, an opportunity to have dignity, and they actually have these games that they they play. Um, and he offers them a spectacular and inspiring. Uh, global competition in sport, and it's grown and grown since he established it. At one time, he was like uh, he was a, not not much of a not much of a, a royalty, but he's changed quite a bit, and he's changed long before he actually met Megan. The Invictus Games is a very big thing, and there's an actress, Lindsay Price, whose mother was a South Korean orphan, and she works to help families raise the money they need to adapt. The, the, the organization is called Adapt Together, and it's the first and largest crowdfunding platform for people who are trying to adapt. And as she says, there are countless people who want to be parents, but they can't because it costs thousands of dollars, and she feels that adoption is so important. Obviously it is. Her mother was adopted, and, uh, and she adopted by Americans, and, of course, she being the product of her mother feels very strongly about that. Lily Collins is a young actress, and she gives guidance to young women as they transition out of the foster care system in Los Angeles. You don't think about how many millions of children literally are in the foster care system. They are old enough to leave that. They're at loose ends. How do I live my life? This is a young woman, 29, who helps them to adjust to living in this world without being in a foster care system, but to take on the challenges and and to literally change their lives. And I want to mention Jimmy Kimmel. Now you can say, well, Jimmy's son was born with a birth defect, a heart birth defect. And as he watched all of the care that the child had from his congenital heart condition, he thought about the many people who do not have this opportunity because many children are actually born with congenital heart problems. And so night after night, he continued to spar with politicians who tried and who tried to take health insurance from away from millions of Americans. And in the end, literally, his vote, his uh, constant care about this, there was one vote in Senate that changed everything, and Jimmy spent a lot of his time and energy to see that we could make a difference for parents and their children. I never knew that about him. I knew that he had a a child that, you know, with life-threatening illness, but I didn't know he was the activist that you were talking about. Yeah. He made a statement, no parent should ever have to decide if they can afford to save their child's life. Absolutely. Those were a good group to acknowledge for sure. And, folks, there is so much more we could tell you about. Why don't you do a little 
soul searching and see who your heroes and sheroes are and let us know. Send an email to Coach Joyce at AOL.com. Put heroes and sheroes in the subject line. I'd love to hear what you thought about this show or any other show, this guest or any other guest, your suggestions for guests or other shows. And, again, I'd love to know your heroes and sheroes. So, Beverly, what poem are you sharing with us as we close out? The poem is called Kindness because every one of these heroes and sheroes has a kind, compassionate heart, whether they're helping one person, a few people at a time, or they're making a global impact. There's no way that they could not be really kind people. Being kind is such a wonderful thing. It opens our hearts, makes our souls sing. It shows we truly care for one another. That deep inside we know we're all sisters and brothers. Everyone is on a difficult journey, you know. Our challenges are meant to help us grow, but many experiences in life are very discouraging, so we need to hear words that are very encouraging. When we're lonely or anxious and someone's kind, and someone's kind it does so much to soothe our troubled mind. Kindness can wipe away a sad child's tears. Kindness can bring hope where one there was fear. Perhaps you've heard, pay it forward. It means help a stranger. By heeding the sign, if you see something, say something. You can help prevent danger. Ask yourself, if what can I do that would be a good deed? How can I assist someone in need? A smile, a gentle touch, a warm look in your eyes reveals kindness and compassion that nothing can disguise. Kind words of gratitude and appreciation go a long way, and a simple thank you can brighten someone's day. So remember to be kind in all you say and do. Not only are you helping others, your kindness always returns to you. Bravo for that. Bravo. It was wonderful. Uh, Folks, think of how you can pay it forward. Think about what you can do to pay it backward. Think about a random act of kindness. Just take your step, whatever step that may be, to make for a better world. As I said, we did a great show to inspire exactly that red, white, and you. You can make a difference. And that show aired uh, just a couple of days ago with Chap Oscar on March the 12th. Okay, so I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you all for being our followers. And I want to share my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. Folks, I do believe in miracles. I urge you to believe in miracles. So, indeed, manifest them, bring them into your world and the world of others. And we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. And you could do that right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. Thank you, and God bless you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired. 
by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry Mash. Wow. Joyce knows all about having fun. Wow. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. Wow. She's wow. a coaching sensation for not just me or wow. you or her. It's for everyone. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.